0: Hello there. It's Most Things Kenobi. This is the podcast you're looking for. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Leanne. And I'm your host, Lauren. Lauren. And this week, we are finishing up our three-part breakdown of the Citadel arc with the third and final installment episode titled Citadel Rescue, <laughs> <laughs> because that's what happens. But <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert right there in the title. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> hey, did you know in the footnotes of like the background tidbits of this episode, it was the third least watch episode of the clone wars series really yeah which is fucking weird but it's only had (laughs) it only had 1.54 million views so that tells you how well the show was doing
1: jeez that's crazy because there are some episodes that are way more boring than this one (laughs) Yeah. yeah i'm thinking anything in the senate is in my opinion way less interesting or the droids in the void. Oh, my God. I don't think I've ever watched that full arc. I tried, full on, and no. I
0: just couldn't get through it. I don't even think Filoni's watched it full on.
1: <laughs> I think it's only George Lucas is the only one who was like, that is yeah. such a good... I think
0: that was like yeah. his episode, <laughs>
1: which kind of makes sense.
0: <laughs> it does kind of make sense. <laughs> well, we're giving this episode love today. I There's a lot of moments in this episode I love. And in fact, in rewatching the episode, I forgot that one of my favorite Anakin moments is in this episode. Oh, really? Which one? When he's doing the multiple somersaults? Oh yeah, that's such a good sequence. And he, f- and he flips back and lands on his hands and like looks up all dramatically. Yeah, cuz you know, Skywalker, like a superhero. <laughs> yeah, like Iron Man, the fist <laughs> yeah. down on the ground, it's totally the Iron Man pose, but like Jedi style.
1: Yeah. That whole sequence is great. I love
0: that moment. But he's a goddamn floor gymnast. <laughs> yes. Ten out of ten. Scorecard. <laughs> it would have been hilarious if Obi-Wan would have held up a scorecard after that. <laughs> what is it? Like lyrical ballet or whatever it's called? Yes. Or interpretive Jedi dance. Yes. Floor routine. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh yeah, I forgot all about that. It's one of my favorite gifts that I use whenever I like want to highlight something about Anakin because it's so dramatic. You yeah. Know? Well, he's such a central part of this whole story. It's kind of like
1: they're laying the foundation for Vader here. Oh, oh,
0: I know. <laughs> I know, and it's so sad because you see throughout the episode what a good leader he is. You know what a good fighter. What he's just. You see it in Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Then you just know what ends up happening, and it and it is really wrapped up in what Obi Wan says to finish out the episode, which I'm sure we'll get to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's like the central thing we've talked about in all of these yeah. episodes. Basically, as it comes down to that last quote that Obi Wan says, and it's it's they talk about it still in this episode. They have the whole conversation in the last episode between. Anakin and Tarkin mm-hmm. and then that carries on into this episode between Obi-Wan, Ahsoka and Anakin and Tarkin mm-hmm. also getting in there a little bit. I like that moment because we have already seen Anakin talking this out with Tarkin and then Ahsoka is questioning it and it's like oh this guy is like such an asshole and then he really is. He <laughs> is. He's a huge asshole. But then when Anakin says to her, we aren't soldiers, we're peacekeepers. You see Obi-Wan's eye flicker over, and he starts actively listening to their conversation. Mm-hmm. hmm And it's really interesting, because in the cinematography, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka are, like, off to the sides, kind of, like, talking over their shoulder, and Anakin is the only one framed right in the center facing True. the camera, and it's like he is really sure of his conviction. Is he? Well, he, in that moment, he seems to really believe uh-huh. what he's saying, whereas everybody else is kind of like trying to defend themselves instead. I thought it was yeah. really
0: interesting. That is that is good. I You're right. It's kind of like good angel, bad angel, <laughs> even yeah. though they're both good angels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's the bad angel, but... <laughs> I, I do love how he, Anakin, claims he's going to rush off and take care of it. And he's like, oh, and Obi-Wan, of course.
1: Oh, Cause my he's God. like, ahem, I know. <laughs> this this like, episode has such good Obi-Wan moments, too, because he's... Oh, he's... He's, like, yeah, not even yeah. subtly being like, uh, I need some action. Like, please take yeah. me.
0: <laughs> yes. I'm, don't leave me here with Tarkin. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no, he looks so regal throughout this episode, too. The way they, yeah. like highlight him and how he's standing and the things he says and i know he's very noble but that's what i
1: really like about this episode is because he's saying all the right things and he's acting like we have to keep moving he's trying to keep everyone on target and then there's this moment where anakin's like i'm gonna create a distraction and nobody's the one's like me too don't leave me out Yeah, right (laughs) and then he his he like goes fucking ham <laughs> like he just he does he does all this crazy flips and shit you never see him do anywhere else and i started to look up the blade flourishing because oh, yeah. as they they stand and they turn to face the anubas that are coming towards them he flourishes his blade and anakin doesn't and then obi-wan does it again and again as the anubas are running towards them so it's like what does it mean because i've read that it's a way for swordsmen to like expel energy. But oh, a lot of stuff that I, I researched said that it's a way to show off. That they, they serve no <gasps> purpose except to show <laughs> off and intimidate your opponent that are not necessary necessarily in, in like combat. So
0: <laughs> I thought that was How really funny. How interesting. So he's showing off in front of a pack of wolves. <laughs> Or is he showing off in front of Anakin because he didn't let him come with him originally?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It's something he does all the time, though. He almost always flourishes his blade. That's true, he does. I also read it's a way for you to, like, know your blade because... If you start doing the, like, really crazy flourishes, you know how close to your body you can get with them, and, like, it makes you that more... That would make sense. It gives you, like, more spatial awareness. But knowing Obi-Wan, it's, like, all these things, but
0: really just a little show-off moment. It's
1: just a little yeah. insight into his
0: psyche a little bit. I think so. I would almost... If Anakin does it, it would be to expel energy. Yeah. Because I, I feel like he has more of that pent up than Obi-Wan does. Yeah, which is hilarious because Anakin's the one getting laid here. Obi Wan isn't <laughs> well, well, that we I was, know of. I was gonna say
1: maybe Obi Wan has a lot of repressed energy because he's always so <laughs> uptight about everything. True, and he lets it Very out
0: true. when he's fighting. I really hate the Anubas because I don't like <laughs> I don't like dog things that are mean. Yeah, you know what I mean.
1: I know they're like a hyena wolf.
0: <laughs> I don't Yeah. Know. Pack dogs being, you know, released upon, you know. F- but is it just me? Or did I only notice for the first time, probably because I actually rewatched this episode be- right before we did this, that Sobek's eye twitches? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking nutcase. I know.
1: I wrote a note of that down because I thought it was so funny.
0: did he do it in the other episodes i can't remember i don't remember it was really highlighted in this one (laughs) i
1: think and it's like when he's talking to dooku it's like the more pressure he's being put he's starting to twitch and lose his shit does christopher walken have my
0: twitch because i gotta
1: know oh my god i love that whole like Beginning with Sopik and Dooku because Sopik's been ghosting Dooku for I know. an episode and a half and Dooku finally forces him to talk to him and he's like, I was <laughs> gonna call you, babe, but I just wanted to surprise
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> I got all your messages. My phone was dead. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot my charger at work. Yeah, I forgot my charger. The, the Citadel doesn't have enough <laughs> USB ports. <laughs> like, <laughs> God. And the electrical wiring just got zapped by the Jedi, so. No, no, I really care about you, please. Don't be mad, babe, I love you. Your, your honesty is the only thing keeping you alive. God, I, call. I should
1: have said that to the people who were ghosting me back in the day. Oh,
0: God. You should have delivered it just the same way, too. Channel my inner Dooku. Oh, that reminds me. I wanted to ask you. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but these coordinates that they this whole thing was for, yes. right? Obviously, we know as the viewer that Palpatine is behind all of this. Separatist Jedi Republic. He's he's the puppet master of all of this, right? Right. Do you think at the end Yoda's like, "Hmm, we have to consult Chancellor Palpatine about this." What do you think they ended up to cuz Ahsoka was dead set on not telling Chancellor Palpatine? Yeah. You know, Tarkin was all about telling Palpatine everything. And so are you assuming, do you assume that they told him? Because he was behind it anyway. Or do you think he's like, nah, the Jedi can know. And he threw him a bone. I don't know. I had the same thought when we
1: get to the end and Tarkin is standing there refusing to give any information to the Jedi Council. And I was thinking how Dooku is jumping through all these hoops to try and get the Nexus route back. And I'm like... Palpatine's going to have it either way.
0: Yeah. Well, he was just playing everybody because he's a, yeah. he's just Palpatine being Palpatine.
1: It makes it feel like this whole mission was unnecessary because... Well,
0: of course. Yeah, I don't know. It, it... I'm sure Palpatine was sitting in his office watching all of this like a little mousetrap game like we said in episode one of this arc. <laughs> like wonder how they're gonna get out of this one let's watch if anyone dies it better not be Skywalker you know I bet you the whole thing was a plot to get to get Anakin and Tarkin to meet honestly that makes the most sense
1: because if you start to really question this episode and like why if Palpatine is behind it all which of course he always (laughs) is why like this all of it's totally unnecessary Everything Palpatine does is so extra. Well, I mean,
0: 100%. (laughs) But Ahsoka said it. She said, why would they give the other half to this guy? Evan Peel had the information to begin with, right?
1: And so he Mm -hmm. shared it with Tarkin so that... But if he had the info, doesn't that mean Evan
0: would have had it? all? Like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I'm getting confused. I don't know. Well, it's nice that Ahsoka got it because she wasn't supposed to be there and she ended up being the most important right. piece of all of this because she's the one that was there with Evan when he died because he does die in this episode, along with the countless other fucking clones that they just leave. I know, there's like almost Again, nobody survives at the end. I mean, we got Rex and Cody, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like right. The, one, the one clone that's in, an, in a uniform that was with Tarkin.
1: Well, and then there was the other clone who I cannot remember his name now. He has the helmet with the markings on it. It's got, like, the red triangle and the blue on the edges. And I can't remember which clone that is. I'm pretty sure he's the one who's, like, at the end in Season 7. Unless it's um, the one who discovers the chip,
0: it might be that clone. Oh, is it Fives? It could be Fives. It might be. I think it's Fives. Yeah, because it says right here... His staff is shot down by fives. S-T-A-P. Sobek arrives on scene, determined to see his efforts succeed personally. There you go. Shot down by fives. And then we have old Ahsoka with the lightsaber through the back, just like Anakin.
1: I know. She very rarely do we see her kill a living creature yeah. and she kills and she did it for a fucking target Tarkin. Tarkin, i know right like what and she hates the guy Ahsoka. and she still yeah. saves his life because she's a good person <sighs> but then his his response is i see you've trained her well like what the yeah fuck? no thanks or anything he does say thank you he does oh he does he says okay. my thanks padawan Tano." like oh that's on right it, basically
0: that's right <laughs> yeah yeah. She
1: might be the only person he's ever thanked in his whole life.
0: That's why she made it to the end. <laughs> and he didn't. Yeah. Oopsie. He was a bitch when he had to take piggyback with Anakin down the rocks. Oh. <laughs> He had to get one more jab in. This is ridiculous. And then he got carried down like a small infant on the back of Anakin. I laughed so hard. Tarkin literally gets a
1: piggyback ride from Anakin Skywalker. He does. Skywalker.
0: And don't you fucking forget it.
1: Right? Like, you know that when he and Vader are bickering in A New Hope, Vader is like, I have given you a piggyback
0: ride. <laughs> I fucking carried you on my back before I had... All metal limbs. Yeah. You whisper of a man. (laughs) Oh my god favorite quote ever yep he
1: is a frail whisper of a man <laughs>
0: he's frail in his little gestapo pants i can't
1: i love how he's bitching the whole time too he says like the whole what if your time? jedi friends aren't there when we arrive and evan Peel is like if you would just fucking keep moving you won't
0: have yeah. to worry about that exactly let's talk more walk let's go tarkin <laughs> like I'm surprised Obi-Wan didn't deliver that line because he was thinking it. You know for sure he was thinking, oh shut the fuck up or I'll leave you here.
1: Like- Seriously. <laughs> he even says this much later when Anakin and Tarkin are talking. Obi-Wan just says, let's keep moving, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> That's such a parent
0: line. Seems <laughs> like everyone's dad in this episode. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Although he does, you mentioned it earlier, he does do some fantastic flips and he gets on those little air bikes. Yes. Those little, and he's chopping heads off of the droids and stuff. It's There's really, a lot of head chopping. It's hot. That goes on. <laughs> it is. It, it really is. It's very is. sexy. Obi-Wan finally gets
1: to like do some sexy stuff instead of just saying, we must keep moving.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this is his arc though. He's been beautiful from top to bottom every single episode. Yeah. In this arc. In some, fa- well, like you said, they all look good. They do. I do. The lighting, the fire, the gas—I don't know. It's beautiful. The anger, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tarkin making everyone else look great by looking like an ass. <laughs> it's
1: really true. It makes everyone else seem very tolerable. There's a moment where during the Anuba attack, a clone like saves Tarkin's life, and God. He just has no gratitude. Like, later in Bad Batch, he's part of the decommissioning of the clones. and No surprise there. Yeah, the man is all about self-preservation and survival.
0: Yeah, and that's the ironic part, because he doesn't survive.
1: (laughs) Right, he doesn't. And he's talking about, like, serving some greater purpose with the Empire, but really...
0: Doubtful. It's not.
1: It's all about himself.
0: He, he was going to be in it until he rose to the top. Because they all are like that in the Empire. Yeah. Literally. Crabs in a bucket. So Isn't that what you call they it? Are crabs in a bucket. We have crab droids in this episode. <laughs> which are do. hilarious because that's fucking Tarkin. He's a fucking crab. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. What, what is the purpose of a crab droid? I don't know because they seem. They have seem... droidecas. They're the same thing. They seem
1: to be able to go through the lava. I don't know. They. Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah. What, are they made of Beskar? What the hell? How do you go through lava? Seriously, I had the same
0: thought while watching this episode. That like, And they... also, how does Evan Peel not just immediately, like, you know, disintegrate? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the Force carries him. I was, was going to say, maybe he had a little Force bubble around him. He but... did. I, that's what I liked. I'm just, I feel so bad that sequence was beautiful and sad and oh and the music it's gorgeous It's great like it's almost like a military send-off it's Mm -hmm. kind of reminiscent of a military sounding song yeah I'm not describing that correctly but it's it's got a lot of horns yeah I definitely I get what you're saying for sure it does have that sense and that
1: Obi-Wan and Anakin like lift his body and yes, gently drop it. Yeah, which him I in. love. It's so yeah. beautiful and sad. But there's an interesting moment where they turn and watch the body flow by. Anakin mm-hmm. and Tarkin are in the foreground, and Obi-Wan is between them in the background. Like, he's the only one standing between Anakin and
0: Tarkin. Oh, I don't like that. I yeah. didn't notice that. It's interesting. Well, it's the same thing when we see it at um, Qui-Gon's funeral pyre. Oh,
1: yeah. I love
0: that. You know that? Mm-hmm. It's The only so thing good. between Palpatine and little Anakin is Qui-Gon, Padme, and Obi-Wan, and eventually Palpatine gets rid of all of them, basically. Yeah. Not... Not so much Obi-Wan, but you know what I mean. Good enough to ruin the man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, at the end. We got to talk about the end because it's it's the best part.
1: Yes. It's really important, and it's basically the crux of everything we've
0: been talking about. Well, I love this on many levels. Well, first of all, Plo Koon, Plo Koon just takes one for the whole fucking team, <laughs> he, including yeah, he Ahsoka. He
1: straight up he like, just lies.
0: <laughs> but he said it in that riddle way. That Obi Wan adopts in A New Hope and mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back and you know the Jedi Riddle talk. Yeah, Point I suppose of view. I did.
1: You know, Koon is one of the only Jedi who stays positive and like keeps the faith like no matter what. He's an OG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's... he is he's an so, OG. He's so positive because Agalia and Master Tim Tin Tim yeah Tin Tin they are saucy. So- they are and they're not both sassy. Kind
0: of, <laughs> sassy.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but they both are kind of like, well, you know, it's it's going to be tight. And I'm not sure we're going to be able to do it. And Master Plo is just like, I'm sure you'll do your best. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: yeah, just like do your job. Just go in and do it. Like,
1: I love And him. also
0: he says in midair, Tin, he says, I don't know that we're going to make it. There's too much. And and is and <laughs> like, you got to go. You just gotta do it. Yeah, it's like, you got it's now or never. We're like, committed. Just like, just can do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love Matthew. I Master do love Club. him. So, after that little lie he tells to cover Ahsoka's ass for her, because of course he would protect little Ahsoka no matter what.
0: Of course.
1: Then there's that exchange between Anakin and Tarkin, and then after
0: that, yeah. Obi Wan and Anakin, which is really but, interesting. But, but the, the Tarkin and Anakin business, they show their hands. Pointedly. Mm-hmm. and they show anakin shakes his hand with his metal arm mm-hmm. which is obviously a sign and they play the imperial march of course just a few beats as <laughs> they focus on anakin which i fuck i'm a i'm a sucker for <laughs> every single time <laughs> but i think the metal arm shake is rather symbolic because he's metal by the time mm-hmm. he's all metal basically by the time they meet back up and, and really join forces.
1: Well, and Tarkin is one of the few people who know Vader as
0: Anakin, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right? I think so. It,
0: I mean, he's going to go talk to Palpatine. Thrawn knows, right? Isn't there- Thrawn suspects. Thrawn suspected. I don't think it's ever said in the book, the Thrawn and Anakin, what's it called? Uh, alliance or something? Mm-hmm. I, I read it. I can't remember the name. Sorry. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think it's called Alliances. That he suspected, based on Anakin's pattern of speech and dialect, Mm. hadn't quite changed over to full Vader. There was still, like, young Anakin in it, and Mm -hmm. he knew Anakin before Vader. And his speech pattern and the way he held his lightsaber was indication. Interesting. Like, you know, Thrawn picks up on the subtleties. Yeah, he's, like, a freak of nature. And I think he said to him uh, uh, something about, like, uh, Skywalker something something and and, uh, Vader... At the time, just turned on him. Just turned and left and didn't say anything. And like Thrawn's suspicion was never confirmed. Mm-hmm. But he was pretty certain. <laughs> yeah, but then Vader knew that he knew and nobody said anything, and it's great. So I'm, I'm wondering if Tarkin did the same.
1: Tarkin says in A New Hope, there's that sequence where he says that he thinks Obi-Wan is helping the boy or something. And Tarkin says to him, you are the last of that religion or something like that, doesn't he? Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think he knows that he he is Anakin Skywalker, I think. Yeah. I feel fairly certain. But he dies, so it's fine. Yeah, so (laughs) the secret goes... Secret goes with them. Bye-bye. So They are crushing on each other the entire time in this episode because of, like, yeah. they have similar ideas. And then, oh, you're in with Palpatine?
0: I'm in with Palpatine. I'm in. Oh, I happen to know Palpatine, too. Oh, yeah? Well, I had drinks with them last Friday. Oh, yeah? Well, my wife is from his planet, so <laughs> You know, a pissing contest. Seriously.
1: They kind of, like, are one-upping each other, but also it makes them kind of, like, i like you you're my friend it's really yeah if he likes
0: you then you must be cool
1: yeah exactly i'm
0: cool with you if he's cool with you except he's not fucking cool (laughs) he's not cool none of these people are not cool (laughs) not cool oh palpatine colon not cool not palpatine's colon palpatine colon (laughs) not cool that's a sticker (laughs) Palpatine's colon, not cool.
1: <laughs> That's also a sticker.
0: <laughs> That's also a sticker. <laughs> oh god. Oh man. Anyway, the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so we get we get to the good the crux of the episode. The point of all points, which is delivered by Obi-Wan to Anakin, which mm. I I fucking love this. Yeah. Because it's as Tarkin's walking away. And Obi-Wan really lives this, I think, more than, does. more than most other Jedi. Absolutely. And what he talks about, he lives all the way through his, to the very end of his life. Yes. And I... And it's
1: honor. It struck me while he was saying it, too, because Anakin is married and has already compromised his Jedi oath. hmm mm-hmm. So when you do one, it's easy to do another and just kind of keep yeah. slipping. Yeah. So Obi-Wan says to him, Unfortunately, war tends to distort our point of view. If we sacrifice our code, even for victory, we may lose that
0: which is most important, our honor. Yes. The moral of the episode, the, the screen, is without honor, victory is hollow. Love that. Which is, talk about setting the stage and then wrapping it up with honor. Yeah. Because Anakin loses all of his... However, he regains his honor in his very last decision before he dies. Mm -hmm. But Obi-Wan lives it over and over and over again. It's really
1: something. Some of these conversations that they have remind me of conversations he has with Satine because Mm -hmm. she pushes him from the other side of the argument. He's always talking about their peacekeepers and she's like, yeah, are you? (laughs) Yeah, right. A real peacekeeper wouldn't be killing people.
0: But she's not no. coming from the pacifism point of view, which is different. They're both trying to be honorable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But Anakin reveals in his statement before Obi Wan gives his final thought um, <laughs> that we're gonna lose what that which we hold most dear, or something. And mm-hmm. I, I couldn't help but think that he's meaning like they're hinting at Padme mm-hmm. in the length that he would go to to save her in the name of disowning honor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because Honor, like Ahsoka and Plo Koon both lie in this. Mm -hmm. And I know it is implied that Ahsoka becomes the most important part of the mission, having the information. But look how she came about it. Exactly. So it's like she, she, that is not necessarily
0: honorable how she joined the mission and how she... Well, that's, that's why she said to... Evan Peel as he's dying. I shouldn't be listening to this. I wasn't even supposed to be here. I cheated yeah. to come here. Yeah, and she knew it was wrong to be the one to take the codes. So I think she learned that lesson on her own. Hopefully, right. But through weird that moment that
1: she doesn't like say that when Anakin calls her out right at the end, she
0: just stands there and like lowers her head. And then Plo Koon is the one who's like, "Well, she knew." <laughs> <laughs> she knew it was coming and she was ready to take it. But then Plo Koon, <laughs> Plo Koon just kind of, oh. well, are, are he's going to save my ass. These
1: honorable, lying, bullshit Jedi?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's just, it's, it begs the question. There's so much gray. Right, for sure. In all of this. <laughs> you know, sometimes making the wrong decision and going about it the wrong way like Ahsoka is beneficial it turns out okay in the end and then there's the opposite where you think you're doing the right thing anakin and Mm -hmm. you fuck up an entire galaxy for fucking decades because of it that's such a good point his although based in selfishness and fear his going into trying to save padme was out of love for her and a little bit for himself yeah um again fear-based we could go back into what he was raised and all this. At the end of the day, I think he did it to do a good thing and he sold himself to do it and right. was never able to do it. And then there's Obi-Wan who never sold himself. Not once. And you know, what did that result in? All loss. And Ahsoka's right. kind of in the middle. She straddled the line. That's this is
1: so this is such a brilliant point you're making because it's kind of actually pointing out you're damned if you do and damned if you don't uh,
0: well that's what i'm saying like is the force really at work or is you know it's the old um the vikings they believe their destiny was completely pre-written mm-hmm. and if the gods willed it then it would be it's right. kind of the same thing if the force wills it then it will be do we really have a say in everything that we do sure Or do yeah. we good question and damned if you do damned if you don't you can try and do all the right things yeah, I mean, ultimately, I don't, I don't
1: know. Maybe it just comes down to that individual person, right? And a case-by-case basis. Because, like you said, you could have really good intentions. Like, if your intention is out of love, that's a beautiful thing. But it could still lead to, like, a lot of destruction and damnation, so totally. to speak. So, totally. uh, this yeah. is such a fun question. It's kind of rhetorical. There's no real answer there. and I don't have an answer. Hell no. There is. I don't know that we're supposed to right right and it's interesting that they kind of led us into this or have this episode because the argument is always selflessness is good mm-hmm. and the jedi the true jedi mm-hmm. way and selfishness is the sith but it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that being selfless is painless correct or without devastation and being a sith Actually, they feel pretty good most of the time. Most un- of the time. Until everything falls apart for them, which it ultimately does for each member of the Sith. At like one point or another, things go bad. But they seem to be pretty happy until that happens. So, yeah, I don't
0: yeah. I don't really know. It's just the age-old question, you know. Yeah. What, what are we all doing here? You know, what, right. what force is that play every civilization every age every i'm talking every separate community on this planet before we were all connected had the same belief good and evil you know a higher power Mm -hmm. or or whatever multiple higher powers all like intervening in how we do things and i don't know it's really it it comes down is it all part of the plan because like ahsoka was kind of selfish and it worked out right but she learned a good lesson along the way. <laughs> uh, along the way, maybe Ahsoka is all of us, and Obi Wan and Anakin are a good angel, bad angel.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's really more because we're, no one is perfect, right? Who, as a kid growing up, didn't learn a hard lesson by telling a lie at some point? And you're like, wow, that didn't that didn't go well. Or yeah, you know, maybe it did go well, and you keep lying all your life. It's like. It ultimately comes down to a choice, like what kind of person do you want to be, whatever the outcome, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm because no one's guaranteed a good ending. Ah, Star Wars with all these deep questions. Star Wars. I'm telling you. I feel like we just talked in a circle and I don't even know what my own point of view is. (laughs) Well, well,
0: it's a certain point of view. Yes, but what is it? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Welcome to the Citadel of Life. (laughs) Watch out,
1: Christopher Walken might arrest you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Needs more cowbell.
1: <laughs> so, join us back next week. We are going to do something kind of fun. I'm actually pretty excited about this. We are doing mm-hmm. popular head cannons including our own. We'll talk about our favorites, but then we did a poll on social media and we got some interesting headcanons from our followers and we are going to discuss those next week.
0: Yeah. I saw a preview of them on our Instagram and they (laughs) all look really good. I can't wait to sift through these and talk about them. It's going to be great. Yes. It's going to be, there are some really good ones. So I'm really excited to talk about it. Thank you so much for joining us here on the most things Kenobi podcast. We appreciate every single one of our patrons and are grateful for your support. If you would like to support the podcast and become a patron as well, head over to the Most Things Kenobi Patreon. As always, you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy our podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. And if you need just one place to find all of these, head over to mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin,